You want basketball? We got you. What about plays on the turf? We got you covered. Or maybe even a knock right out of the park. We give you our takes on the latest sports news, music, and anything trending around the world. You are now in the clutch with Nia and Malik. What is going on, guys? We are back. Episode 15. 15. Nia. Wow. Come on, man. Already? Already? Man, that's mellow right there. We gonna this the mellow episode, right? (laughs) This the mellow this the mellow episode. (laughs) So you know, guys, we started a series uh kicking it with Nia and Malik, and we just bring on guests, you know, talk whatever, whatever we want to. And um who we kicking it with today, Nia? Man, today we are kicking it with Caleb Smith, host of Three Millie Productions and Podcasts, National Award nominated journalist, mm. cultural curator, mm. and recently partnered with Business Bully TV as a co-host and moderator Ooh. for Business Bully Podcast. Y'all gas me. Right? How do you do it? <laughs> the goats. How the do you goats. Do it? <laughs> no, for real. I'm trying. Bro. I'm trying to be like y'all when I grow up. <laughs> for real. Caleb, what's going on? Thank Nothing you for much. coming and kicking for with real. us today. Man, thank y'all for having me. I tune in every single week. Yes. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing. Yes. Set up is fire. Episodes love. of fire, so yeah. keep it up for real. That's for love. Real. That's it's needed. Love. That's love. You know, we we do it vice versa. We support. We support. <laughs> Got to. Got know? to. Thank y'all. Because yeah. what you have is really like a gold mine that's really gonna take yep. off and be something really big. Because that's you don't love. see too many black men or just too many men, period, of your age group that mm-hmm. are right. doing the things that you're doing, dropping it. the gems that you drop. Thank you. And that actually leads into my first question for you. Um, walk us through the birth of. Your Empire, Three Millie Productions. All right. So before all that starts, just real quick, y'all are dope. <laughs> I love it. So professional. And we're going to keep going complimenting. Nah, nah, nah. Hey, because <laughs> we ain't going to start the episode. You hey. know the Spider-Man and meme? we about to start it. You, 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 you. <laughs> nah, because real quick, the fact that, you know, Nia and y'all already had the questions laid out. Yeah. Everything. Right. So yeah. right. fire. Got but you. how um, everything started was um, I've been doing podcasting since... I think like 2015, you know, since like my freshman year um, of college. And I always enjoyed having conversations because even as a kid, I love to talk, but not talk too much. Mm -hmm. So I used to love, you know, talking to family members about their stories or about, you know, people at the barbershop will be talking for hours. So this kind of led up to how uh, Three Millie Pod even started, because after doing podcasting at State, being over the podcast department, I've always had like this eye for conversations being uh, recorded. So then, you know, after school, I graduated. Um, I was doing uh, my internship. I loved it there. But, you know, eventually when you grow up, it's like it's time for me to spread my wings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So me, group of my friends, we tried to start our own media platform, which we now have. And when it first started, we struggled, you know, with the name. So we were like, what are we going to call oh, ourselves boy. and all that stuff? So then <laughs> um, Millennial Conversations. So mm-hmm. then Three Millie Pod, because at first it was just three of us. Yeah. So it started up from there. And two, I just wanted to highlight. Um, entrepreneurship which Mm -hmm. was very very huge to me because seeing entrepreneurs all the time growing up and seeing black people making their own money calling you know their own shots because like what we were talking about earlier sometimes we have to change our voices Mm -hmm. we have to change how we dress Mm -hmm. how we carry ourselves Mm -hmm. so that was so needed so i want to talk about entrepreneurship sports just any and every type of thing that you could possibly cover but of course business um as well which was huge so that's how I'm started, and right now I think we're at like 35 episodes. So it's been dope. really, really dope. That's good. That's it's really been really dope. dope. Really dope. Thank y'all. Hey, you inspired me um, to start mine. Start my wow. little small media That's company. Nah, so not small. Hey, <laughs> it's, nah. it's, no, it's gonna get there. Yeah, not it's definitely small. gonna grow. I speak that into existence. Yeah, yep. for sure. It's definitely gonna grow because you know the long term goal is to own my own production company. It's happening. So, it's you happening. know and. I'm glad that we did have that conversation earlier just talking about how, you know, at one point when I first got in the business, I thought, well, I have to talk a certain way yep, and I can't yeah. wear my hair like right. this. Yeah. I can't I can't tweet this mm-hmm. and I can't I can't dress like this. I can't yep. be Nia. Right. That's it. So that's really dope that you um, see it that way, because being an entrepreneur, especially now in this era, 
it's important. It is. Yeah. You know, it is. It's needed. It's mm-hmm. needed because as you see with people like Nick Cannon or just whoever, yeah. as black people, we have to always have like this muzzle on us. Like we can't right. talk about yep, any and right, everything. And right. even if it's true, it's just like, shh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's another Malik out there. There's right. another Nia, another Caleb, uh, my man uh, behind the camera who owns this space. There's another version of us out there. So if we're our true authentic selves, right. Right. people, they'll see that, they'll attract to that. But if we're trying to switch up, change our voices, right. how we dress, it's like, I know Nia. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I know Malik. <laughs> Man, he ain't like that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. we can be creating our own lanes and new avenues for people to make it right now during yeah. this time. True. So, yeah, yeah it's yeah. needed. That's oh, right. man, this motivation. Oof. It's needed. Oh, nah, man. I'm trying, man. Already. Good combo. Oh, so I, I know it. you got something um, starting on your IG. It's the Millennial Masterclass series. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just talk about that and what the impact has made so far. Yeah, uh, Millennial Masterclass series actually started from my girlfriend's idea because uh-huh. COVID happened and we were filming at the podcast studio. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And at first it was me and two other co-hosts. That didn't work out because sometimes people have disagreements on vision, all right. that stuff. So I had to go back to the drawing board. I had to figure out how can we still stay relevant? How can we produce content? Because uh-huh. right now I can't have guests come through. And COVID, this was like when it first happened. back in March so everybody was scared and I was just scrolling on Instagram Um, I was telling uh, my girlfriend Sid I was like man I don't know how we can post content and she was like you remember before you tour your um, Achilles back in December you were going on Instagram live yeah you just be chopping it up with people right Mm -hmm. I was like okay and then she was like I can edit it for you and she said you can screen record it because this was the time on IG when it was a screen on top of another screen mm-hmm. and there was comments on there. Right. And then even if you screen recorded, it would still be comments on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. of course, you know, when you first start something, it's not perfect. Yeah. But one episode led to another, mm-hmm. led to another. Mm-hmm. Started uh, networking more, DMing people, yeah. sending emails, interview inquiries and crossing fingers that people respond. Right. And the moment I knew that it was popping was um, Ash Cash. He's a guy. He was on um, Earn Your Leisure. Mm-hmm. And I love Earn Your Leisure because yeah. they talk about entrepreneurship you as well. You put me on, actually. I love them. It's you fire. You put me on. It's fire, man. <laughs> Shout out to them for real. Yeah. So I saw Ash. He was on there and he was like, yeah, I stay here um, in Atlanta. And I was like, oh, okay, bet. Uh-huh. So then, like a few weeks later, formulated uh, this email, sent it to him. He responded. We got on live. Great discussion. And then mm-hmm. from there, one person led to another to another so then it just started building people with send dms like i learned so much from this conversation and then i was like okay bet right. so instagram live could be a medium for people who have podcasts because yeah. at first i thought that all of us that we were screwed because y'all have a, like a beautiful setup yeah. so imagine yeah. you know somebody saying hey you can't film in there no more right, right. So yeah. it's like Bro, yeah. what are we gonna do next so really it just started off of me just being creative shooting a shot and biggest note is listen to the women around you because they're always oh, right. Please. Yes. Moms, please. girlfriends, yes. whatever. Because as men, sometimes yeah. it's like we have this. We one got vision. tunnel vision. Tunnel. <laughs> Y'all do. Shout out, shout out, exactly. Y'all do. Mia knows. So shout out to all black women because yes. Three Millie Pot wouldn't be where it's at right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Millennial Masterclass. Mm-hmm. First of all, that was a great question too. So it wouldn't even be where it's at if people like y'all weren't tapping yeah. into yeah. it. So right. much appreciated for real. Yeah, yeah we appreciate yeah. you. Thank you y'all. Because I mean, I would get up every day like, okay, who's the next? <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm thank you, in. thank you. Thank I mean, you. like I said, I learned a lot. Thank you. Know? you. Thank um, you. And it's crazy because, you know, we are now thinking, like, why didn't we learn about financial literacy in school? Oh, man, what? Why yeah. is that this not implemented into the education mm-hmm. system? So explain the importance of education on financial literacy in the black communities. Man, we can start off with this. I feel like we don't even look around us to start learning about it, right? Yeah. So as a kid, my grandparents worked at a factory at Wrigley's I love gum I chew gum all the time but yeah. it's like because of them so they worked at Wrigley's we would get free gum but they worked there for like 40 years right oh, Wow. and they live like vacations yeah. they stack their bread up they are good uh-huh. and as kids they always taught us the importance of saving money because my grandmother she was a sharecropper growing up Wow. yeah um, in Commerce Georgia it's like in the middle of the country oh, yeah. and one of our family members um, it was uh, this uh, story that was told. He was beaten by uh, the KKK. So the fact that she was able to wake up at 4 in the morning or 5 in the morning, work her butt off, then worked at a factory for 40-plus years, but now she has bread stacked up. Wow. She knows about stocks, 401K, yeah, nice. all of this. And mind you, she's a regular woman just like anybody right, else. Like yeah. Grandfather as well. My dad, he always taught me, save a dollar, spend a dollar. So mm. growing up, even till this day, uh-huh. I'm gonna stack my bread and I'm going all money in. Yeah. Just like what, you know, Nip, what he would say. Right. So I feel like our parents 
are around and we need to watch and listen because yeah. I think sometimes like we're trying to find these financial gurus right. they're gonna charge you five stacks just to talk yeah. to them right yeah. so it's like first we, we need to take a step back look at Malik look at Nia yeah. y'all talk about it you talk to your friends because there's entrepreneurs everywhere right at church you That's might true. at church people sleep on church you meet so many different people at church yeah. Who are doing it mm -hmm. so you never know who you could talk to uh my guy uh courtney seals he's a great uh, business partner with uh killer mike okay. cripple cola they started that yeah. we wow. went to the same church he knew me ever since i was a kid entrepreneur so it's people around you every single day right i would just say ask questions like yeah. at the barber shop start conversations people need to study barbers Barbers are real barbers entrepreneurs, are if true, you think about it. <laughs> so I feel like it's around us, and two, with podcasting. Check out Earn Your Leisure. Earn your you leisure. can check out us, uh, Dave Anderson. It's a lot of platforms. Y'all are doing big things. So I would just say you can go on YouTube. You can read books. Uh, one of my favorite books is uh, The Mindset of Success. Yes. It's by uh, Carol S. Dweck. Weird name. But it's a really good book because she's breaking down as sometimes, like we said as men, we can have tunnel vision. Right. And we don't listen. So great leaders have to listen. Uh -huh. Great leaders have to adapt. And I was reading this when I tore my Achilles back in uh, December. So I was bored. I just started right. reading books. Started reading, yeah. Find a mentor. My yeah. my mentors, uh, Dave Anderson, uh, Dr. Jacob English at Georgia State. Mm -hmm. Just find black people around you who you know are successful. Y'all right. know mm -hmm. if somebody's really about it. True. Right. So True. I would just say True. just approach them. Be yourself, authentic self, and just ask questions. Like drop the ego. We all trying to learn. Yeah, right, so, yeah. right. That's where it starts. Day, yeah. Yeah. Caleb came in. He, he come, came, came in and dropped him. Hey, hey, we love it. it. Having a conversation, uh, man. man. Just having a conversation. Now, before you ask your question, Malik, mm -hmm. I do have to ask you this. Mm -hmm. What, because, you know, we all basically journalists, yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. What made you want to take that route? Mm. Um, because, you know, I don't see too, like I said, yeah. I don't see too many of us, you yeah. know, that want to, it's either between news and sports. That's it. And culture. Yeah. yeah. You know, I feel that. Yeah. Oh, man, it's actually crazy because in high school, I thought I was going to the league. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. And you know how, like, most people say that, but most people, they were like trash. But, like, I had the talent, I had the mindset, everything. But again, back to asking questions. Growing up, I would always be on like the morning announcements, morning news. Uh -huh. So broadcasting was always my plan because uh -huh. right. my dad, he didn't play that. Yeah. My mom didn't play that. Like you had to get all A's and B's, right. preferably all A's. You had to have a plan B. So went to college, uh, Reinhardt. It was a small school. Went okay. there, tore my hamstring. Uh -huh. And I was doing great in camp. I was about to get PT as a freshman, like already off the boat, like ready. Yeah. And then I think we were doing, um, it was like strength and conditioning. We were doing gashers. And I was running, and I heard a super loud pop. And it sounded like a gunshot, and I thought it was somebody behind me. I'm like, bro, what happened? And I tried to run, and I fell. And I could feel just everything just moving in my wow. leg. And it was torn. Dang. So I was out for like three weeks. I tried to come back early. You know how it goes like yeah. as an yeah, athlete yeah, trying yeah. to push yeah. yourself. Mm -hmm. I was doing work, like one-on-ones, everything, team, all that stuff. But then my leg... I could feel it afterwards where I just couldn't burst. Yeah. And I really started thinking about it. And I'm like, yo, is it really worth all this? So then the coaches, they tried to make me do this uh, conditioning test like mm -hmm. every single day. Mm -hmm. I, I would have to show up at like five in the morning. I would have to show up an hour before that and get treatment. Yeah. So really at like 4.30, 5 o'clock. And I was running every single day with like a torn hamstring. And I'm wow. like, bro, y'all not going to tear my body crazy. down. So I talked to my mom, my dad, girlfriend, brother. Like, I told them, like, y'all, I know, like, y'all count on me, y'all support me. Because in high school, I was, like, most likely to go pro, like, won that yeah. accolade, all that stuff, yeah. first team this. But I knew my worth, and I knew I was more than just a regular athlete. Mm. Yeah. So, at the time, they had this thing at Reinhardt called um, Eagle TV. And that was for broadcasting students. Okay. I couldn't do it because of football. And I yeah. had practice at that time. Yeah. So, then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, I can't play football forever. So I took a big gamble on myself, talked to the coaches, man to man, eye to eye, told right. them, yo, I'm done. I appreciate, you know, the opportunity. But the way that my hamstring is set up right now, <laughs> and yeah. I can't keep pushing my body to this point because eventually it will give out. Right. And if I already had this as a freshman coming in and y'all are still trying to push me, yeah. like I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. Yeah. So I stepped away from the game, prayed on it for like a week. Did broadcasting there. One thing led to another. Then I was doing all the interviews on mm -hmm. campus. People started watching it. And then I thought about state, transferred to um, Georgia State because I already knew about CNN, internships, yeah, yeah. Right. all that stuff. So then one thing led to another. 
Wow. And that's how it happened. That's crazy. That's crazy. We yeah. were talking, uh, remember, like when we first started, we were talking to Jared Johnston. He basically had the same thing. Like, wow. quarterback got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I it was saw more like him. Like, yeah. he didn't he didn't have a plan B. So mm. that's where he started to form his plan B. And yeah. then, then now he's trying to help people find their plan B. I love like, that. he's doing that stuff. So that's that great. That was dope. That's, that's great. Me. Thank you, man. Yeah. That's real. Nope. Right. Ain't that something? Another athlete who didn't make it. Right. And it just stops right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how at one point you think, like, this is life. Like, I, in order for me to be successful, I need to make it professional mm. and all this other stuff because my entire life it's been about that. Right. Uh huh. Ain't that yeah. something? Yeah. And nobody has told me what I can do. Right. That's what I'm saying. Talk your talk. Yeah. Talk your talk for real. That's real. That's real. Yeah. Big identity crisis. I knew what I wanted to be. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to get in there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Cecil. Yeah, for real. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I didn't know. I was going to my senior year of college. I'm like, you mm-hmm. know, like, what am I going to do? I was literally playing entire life. You know? Yeah. So nobody told me what I was going to do. Right. Facts. To this day, we were like, I'm still trying to find myself. Thank you. Likewise, and two, I'll say this for Nia, Malik, although right. y'all may feel like I'm not where I want to be, look at where or where you guys are at right now yeah. in this moment in time. Right. Like Nia, Malik, y'all have it together. So right. don't ever get dope. like lost in the sauce when you start dope, comparing dope. stuff. All yes, right, so Caleb just dropped some gems for us. We're going to go over into crunch time. time. Yeah. We're going to. So, Switch it up a little bit, make it a little fun. So, crunch time. We'll be in 2021, 2022. So, just one day at a time. I think one big thing I've learned uh, from my therapist. Like it's like you said, we Pause always had that quick, one. Though. Black man going to therapy, a respect. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get yeah. there. Yeah, therapy. is cool. Yeah, I would love it. Yeah, yeah. Therapy. But she amazing. talked about how it's just like yeah. you know you have always had that one big goal, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, you got that one big goal. Okay, what's next after that? It's like, and I was like, "Dang, you right." Like, okay, once I get, once I get to where What's I want to be, is that it? Like, I What's still next? got so much more to so live for, like, life. and you don't even know it. Yeah. And we're just focused on one thing. And two, even if you look at, um, I remember it was this show, um, America's Game. It used to come on mm-hmm. NFL Network, mm-hmm. and they used to cover NFL teams, their Super Bowl journeys. Yep, and I remember Brett Favre said something that hit me, and I was a kid. Nineteen ninety six Packers win. Um, I think they were in New Orleans, won the Super Bowl. And he was like, after I won, I felt empty because I'm like, yeah. what's next? Right. Because he was like, mm-hmm. throughout the whole playoff run, it's like, okay, we just beat San Fran, now on to Philly. Yep. We just beat Philly, now on to New England in mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. But then once that's done, what's next? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens, in my own opinion, when you do it for yourself. Yeah. Because you just wanted that accomplishment. Right. But if you're doing it to to, to add value, to inspire people, mm-hmm. then it's like, it's I got to find something else. But if you just focus on that one goal, and then once you get it, like yeah. if, if you focus on making a meal, like before you die, once you make it, it's going to be like, okay. Yeah, I, I got it now. <laughs> like, you see what, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. If, if you're thinking, once I make this, I want to create jobs. I want to create mm-hmm. wealth. Yeah. Then that's a new challenge almost every single day. Right. So, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Dropping gems. <laughs> Dropping gems. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, we got a lot going on right now Facts. in the black community. It's, yes, sir. It's, I mean, it's been going on even before all this this year. But um, just talk about, like, how can we address the financial literacy gap among African-Americans? Mm. I think, and first off, that's a very good question because people don't even ask those questions, mm-hmm. first off. But I think it's very complex. Just like what Nia was saying, how she watches Earn Your Leisure. Yeah. Like, you can watch podcasts and you can watch conversations, and it's that simple. And two, another thing is we have to stop relying on the public school system to mm-hmm. teach us. That's where we yeah, fail. That, that's, yeah. that's it right there. That's where we fail. Because yes. I think as black people, we trust 
I don't want to say all white people, but we trust white people in powerful places too much. Mm -hmm. yeah. We think that they'll have their best interests at heart for us, which is not true. Right. Because for a sense of surviving, it doesn't make sense anyway. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to, to finances, we need to start teaching that young. I feel like parents don't want to tell kids how much they make. Mm -hmm. They don't want to tell them how to budget. But then when you turn 18 or when you want to get your first place, you don't have a credit score yet. Right. You don't have any of these things because they didn't want to tell you all this because they wanted for you to still be a kid. Right. Yeah. Not thinking that should be part of being a kid, just like how you're going to school to learn how to find X. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should be learning how to build your credit scores, mm -hmm. how to start a business. I feel like entrepreneurship needs to be taught right. in our schools, especially I think um, as early as about fourth grade because you can't rely on a nine to five to constantly mm -hmm. uphold you. Mm -hmm. I work. I know everybody works. Right. right. But at the same time, you have to still have a vision for yourself. If this doesn't, if COVID happens, what am I going to do? Right. Or if this happens, what right. am I going to do? Or like Nia, what you're doing, doing a podcast and starting your own production company. Right. Malik, doing your own thing. Right. So it's like everybody needs to have something going on for right. themselves because that can be something that can create the, the next Amazon, next Apple. So all of us have potential. And two, it's like if you can get a job at a nine to five, you can create your own because apparently they saw something in you. Right. So all of us have that potential. It's just we have to, especially in our communities, we have to think about ownership. Uh, Poweronomics is a great book that I really want to read. That's going to be on my task. But uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, he mm -hmm. wrote that book. He's a genius. And he says that the only equity that we own as black people is sweat. Wow. And when you think about it, we're always the ones that's playing the sports. True. We're always the ones that's doing the singing and the dancing yeah. and the acting. But who's the booking manager? Mm. Right. Who owns the publishing? Mm. Who owns the studio? Who owns the record label? That's true. And it's either a Jewish or an old white man. Yeah. Wow. And that's not anti-Semitic. Right. That's just a fact. Yeah. So we just have to look at that. Like when I watch um, NFL games, when you see the Cowboys, you have a literal racist running this organization right. and he has black players playing mm -hmm. on a field. Mm -hmm. Just think about that playing on That's a field and he's called the owner. Yeah. Mm. And we don't even have black head coaches in the league like that. Yeah. So <laughs> we got to start looking at ownership. And our problem is we want to be in the limelight too much. Really? Because right. really where all the power up. is, man. And real quick too, um, if you guys ever get the chance, watch uh, The Black Godfather on Netflix. Okay. Clarence Avant is one of the greatest black businessmen who ever lived. Mm -hmm. He helped Hank Aaron make his money, yeah. Andrew Young, all these people. But he said life is about numbers and he was showing how it's more power being behind the scenes. Most people don't even know who he is. But mm. he put on Quincy Jones, yeah. Michael Ooh. Jackson. He saved Soul Train. Yeah. Wow. But you don't even know who he is. Yeah. And we got to start understanding that's where the real power is, is yeah. behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But I think because our people have been deprived of so much, we want to show you who we are. Yeah. Or we want to walk around with the biggest chain, yeah. right. nicest car. Right. And I realize yeah. that billionaire or that millionaire, he drives a regular car. Right. He wears the same clothes Low every key. day. I mean, I even I even start practicing wearing black tees all the time because yeah. it keeps everything simple. Simple. Like mm -hmm. if you think about Steve Jobs, that's how he was. And two, um, it's a thing called a decision fatigue. Like that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. When you wake up in the morning and it's like you have to think about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, yeah. who you're going to talk to. Most millionaires and successful people already have everything planned out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wear that white tee today or I'm going to wear that black tee today. I'm wearing this hat. These shoes already planned out. So then I'm starting my day not stressed out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like we're trying to think of how can I flex on you? How can I right. flex, how can I flex on Malik? True. Yeah, yeah. I got to get this challenger, although I can't even afford it. Wow. But yeah. I'm going to post it on Instagram, though. Mm, so man. we just got to get better with our habits. And two, in game, like, just ask yourself what's really important. Yeah. And that's why I think studying people like Nip is important. Um, Ash Cash is a legend. Like, if y'all even email him, like, he will email you back. But he breaks down uh, financial literacy. He has mm -hmm. a book called um, Hustlenomics. It's fire where he talks about Nip, mm -hmm. how to break that down. And even, I mean, study Nip, all money in, which is people think he was just saying that, but that's a fact. Like, yeah. everything that you make, use it towards something. Like, yeah, everything that you make, use it towards that company, that camera, mm -hmm. that laptop. Malik, same thing. And as you see, you're going to flip that money. And then True. from there. And then last True. point, our drug dealers need to become entrepreneurs. Because you're running a Fortune 500 company. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> Facts. You really are. That's no, real. You have great entrepreneurial <laughs> skills. Yeah. You know how to do uh, relationships. Mm -hmm. You know how to go through language barriers with people who speak Spanish mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. they're getting coke. Like, people don't think about that. Like, right. on the show uh, Snowfall, I love that show. Yes. Think about it. Buddy was young, going to Columbia, getting yeah. dope. 
and then flipping it and knowing how to talk to somebody who has a gun pointed at them. Right. Going to the CIA, knowing how to talk to them, yeah. getting dope from them. Yeah. Knowing That's knowing right. how to keep up with money before Wells Fargo has an app. Right. You're talking about in the 80s yeah. where he has to call the bank and check, all right, I got $5 million a day. Okay, I'm going to use that for this. Imagine if you ran a business, man, a legit business wow. that you didn't have to go to prison for. <laughs> you feel me? But <laughs> so, we throw away our brightest minds sometimes not realizing that so-and-so, he became a dope boy because he realized his worth. Why would I work a nine to five when I can make that in a day? True. He's just making a business decision. Yeah. But we got to provide jobs. Like as you see in media, Nia, I promise you 15 years from now, 10 years from now, probably five, you'll be having employees. You're providing jobs. Yeah. Y'all with the podcast, you'll be providing right. jobs. Mm -hmm. So that's what we have to think about is do it for somebody other than other just than us, us. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it comes down to that Dang. that's real yep. <laughs> i gotta walk out real quick <laughs> man well well <laughs> well well nah hey i appreciate you came in and preached today nah, i'm sitting here in fire and i'm telling you because you know you made a really good point earlier just saying like how we as black people you know we want to be in front i know at one mm -hmm. point i'm like oh i want to be the next carry champion i want to be the next jamel Hill. i want to be on the front of the camera Facts. and stuff like that but you know I, I was telling you um before we actually got on i was just like i went through those two internships you know in the news business because mm -hmm. at one point i wanted you know start to do local sports mm -hmm. reporting and then work my way up to be on espn yeah. or a major network and then it took for me to have those two experiences at a small market and a large market to realize this ain't it. Yeah, like, bro, this whack. Man. This is yeah. not it. Yeah. I'm not getting paid much. Mm. I have to, and I'm not knocking anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Right. You're just talking about for yourself. For, for yeah. myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. Nah. I, and it, it took me to realize, like, girl, like, you can do whatever you want to do. Right. Facts. Yeah. And I didn't even appreciate the beauty of production mm. until I started creating my own content. And mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, like, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. Like the other night, I was up to six o'clock in the morning creating a video. But enjoying it though, yeah. loved it. But if Every you were staying up till six for Channel Eleven, typing a news script, you'd be like, bro, this is lame. This is not that it. You gotta bend the edges. Nah, make it. sure you don't say this, this, see, or that. Go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's you not know? you. And see, look, I'm telling y'all, and for um, everybody that's tuned in. Think about this. Although it will will have those hard moments where yeah. it's like, man, this is tough. Yeah. Know that we have to do this because for the next line, it'll be easier. Mm -hmm. Because for us, like we said at State, we go in, there's there's no Malik. There's mm -hmm. no Nia. There's okay. no Caleb where somebody's showing us, yo, you don't have to do hard news. Yeah. You could talk about culture. You could mm -hmm. talk about sports. You could talk about business and you can dress how you want to dress and as you see what does everybody want now a podcast yeah. what does everybody right. want now their own platforms right. now we see the people that's on the channel 2 channel 11 trying to come in our lane now uh -huh. why because it's more lucrative like yep. um who's my man i can't think of his name right now joe rogan okay mm -hmm. oh, signed yeah. a hundred million yeah. dollar deal yeah a mm -hmm. hundred yep. million for yep. a podcast for a podcast joe budden he started this trend making i think five seven yeah and then uh gilly and wallow they got one for like three mil mm -hmm. so think about it Podcasting is where it's at. Creating your own production company right. is where yep. it's at because you own that. Right. Mm -hmm. As you see with Carrie Champion, ESPN chewed her out, yeah. spat her yeah. out. Jamel yeah. Hill, same thing. Yeah. Stephen A, he done been spanked a few times. Of course. Yes. So know that it's just like playing sports. You're just there until they don't need you anymore. Right. Yeah. So it's always best to create your own platform. Mm -hmm. I promise you. Uh, yeah. Amen. No, yep. Thank you for the inspiration. Now, I appreciate y'all. <laughs> Um, so going on into some sports talk last mm -hmm. week, the Washington football team hired its first, uh, black president in NFL history. Yeah. Not to mention NFL has been around for a hundred years. Too long. Why is it now that things are being brought to light and corporations are being held accountable? Mm. Deserving and qualified African-Americans are finally landing the roles that should have happened a long time ago. Do you feel like it's genuine or companies are doing this to not look so racist? We already know what it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. We already know what it is. <laughs> you know, I got to ask. Because, <laughs> I mean, think about this. We have a franchise called the Washington Redskins, or formerly known as. Yeah. And Dan Snyder, he never wanted to change it. So mm -hmm. that shows you everything that you want to know right, right. there. Mm -hmm. And then it's like step two. Um, Lewis Riddick, he should have been hired a long time ago. Yeah. Like, if John Gruden got a job because of his football knowledge yeah. on Monday Night Football, True. then how come Lewis Riddick, he's never been in anybody's mm -hmm. front office? Mm -hmm. And then as well, it's like, no knock on Buddy. Respect. But what exactly does a football president do? Like, is he the GM? Mm -hmm. right. He's not the owner. Yeah. Right. right. 
So is he really going to call any shots uh-huh. or he's just going to be a face? Uh-huh. No disrespect to him. Uh-huh. I'm just saying for his role, I've never heard of a football president. Usually yeah. the president is either the owner or, or the GM. GM. Yeah, GM. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So he yeah. could be the GM. He could yeah. be. But I don't know. Like it's 2020 and we're still talking about first black this. But that's my point. <laughs> yeah. In the words of Dr. Claude Anderson, again, the only thing that we own is sweat. Because uh-huh. how is it that we're talking about a, a predominantly black lead from top to bottom? Yeah. And you just now got a black person in the ownership position. Right. It's all by design. It's mm-hmm. all by design. Mm-hmm. I mean, Doug Williams, he should have been in that role. Because uh-huh. I think he still works for the front office, maybe. Uh-huh. Or he probably got fired when yeah. everybody uh, got fired got, with, yeah. with Gruden. But you got somebody like Doug who was there pretty much um, ever since he retired. And he never got that oh, spot. He's, he got you a Super Bowl. Yeah. So I think it's all just the safe face, as yeah. we already That's know. Of course. And... I'm not saying boycott of the NFL because I watch it, but we have to start teaching our kids. Your plan B, if you love football so much, is to be try to get into head coaching. But I'll say forget that because you can get fired. Try uh-huh. to get into being a GM, yeah. right, or a front office. Yeah. Just think about ownership because if you're constantly wanting to be in front of the cameras, yeah, they can take it away from you yeah. at any time, real quick, yep. any time. Yep, yep, yep. It's all up here, y'all. Mm-hmm. That's for real. So in 2000, not last year, basically, uh, Toronto Raptors president Masai Ujiri, you know, he was involved in that mm-hmm. incident with the police officer. Um, but the footage was released last week yeah. showing that the officer was the one that, you know, attacked him first. Terrible. So what are your thoughts on that? And why is it so hard for you to think for what do you think? Like, why is it so hard for the police officers to take accountability for what they're doing now? Because they're doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Mm. That's what we don't talk about. Like. <laughs> Nee, I saw you in the protest. That was fire. Like, people have to understand we have to do things like that because it's necessary. And two, we have to think about we cannot appeal to, uh, I wouldn't say all, but to a certain group of people's conscience who don't have a conscience. Yeah. Like, we can't expect for people or this entity to to really care because uh-huh. we're talking about the police department, which came from slave catching. Yeah. Like, they're doing their job. It's to yeah. patrol us. And to make sure that we're staying in line and that we're being good black folks. Uh-huh. So anytime that these things happen, it's a white officer doing what a white officer is is supposed to do. And <laughs> there's still good officers out there. Don't get me wrong. It's just we have to not be surprised anymore. True. Because if True. if I constantly came up in here and stole y'all's equipment or messed up this this beautiful studio at least once a week for 400 years, y'all would be like, bro, he's a thief. Yeah. He caused yeah. problems. Yeah. yeah. If I kept doing it and one of your friends saw us hanging out, they'll be like, bro, why are you What's trying to that? be cool with it? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you know what he's done? Yeah. And that's what we have to think about with uh, police officers, with the government. We just have to, and I'm not saying cause riots or any of that, but we just have to be careful and know that it doesn't matter how much money that we make. It doesn't matter what our title is. Uh-huh. They do not care. They don't care. And no. I promise you that that cop knew who he was. Yeah, man. of course. Yeah. Masai is one of the most popular Probably GMs in the league. Yeah. 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 So come on now. But. Again, it just shows that you're still black. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What What does uh, Kunye say? Yeah. He's still a jigger in the coop. Man, <laughs> that's how it goes. That's how it goes. I'm telling you. Mm-mm-mm. Now, why do you think, uh, because I just read that Colin Kaepernick still is not being picked up by a team. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked about this earlier, uh, Roger Goodell just saying that he wishes he could do more. Wishes, or, but he's the commissioner. You know, yeah. that he wish he could, you know, yeah. just why <coughs> is it so hard for people to take accountability for their actions? If you were just racist in that moment, like, just, just be say real it. about yeah. it. Just say it. Stop mm-hmm. beating around the bush. But why is it that Ka- Colin Kaepernick, the only thing this man wants to do is play football? Simple. You know? Simple. I just want to throw the rock. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> it. that's it. That's, that's it. it. Mm, mm, mm. yeah it's it's a term called uh white fragility mm-hmm. and um it's a great book too check that out um as well it was a great book but it breaks down how racist white people can't look at themselves in the mirror because if they do they know like yo i'm tripping yeah or i'm crazy or what i'm doing is inhumane uh-huh. so they have to constantly ignore it so by saying i wish it's him showing fake like accountability like i'm trying to act like i care but right. he doesn't because okay. You have the power, but you aren't using that white privilege yeah. to leverage power for black people. Right. Because you could have just signed him or you could have gave him a role or one of those president roles at yeah. the NFL right. front office. Yeah. Right. There's so many different things that he could have done. So he can't say that he wishes like, bro, you literally blackballed somebody mm-hmm. right. and said that you weren't doing it while it was, mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, it was happening. And then mm-hmm. after it happened, he was like, all right, I did. Yeah. 
That's crazy. That's crazy. So and it took till what twenty twenty for everyone to admit that yeah. you know he so got yeah. blackballed back years? in four years. Yeah. It had to take for a black man to get killed mm -hmm. by a police officer who was kneeling on his neck, uh -huh. which is very weird. When right. You think about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but hey, they always say what goes around must come back right. around. And the thing is, is that you you could have went all these years thinking that you got away for doing Colin Kaepernick that way. But you're not. But you're yeah. not. You're not because. Just being real, NFL probably won't happen this year. I've been saying that for a while because so. too many players, too much traveling, and lot, yeah. they're trying to say that the 11 positive tests that came back, they went back and uh, recanted on that and mm -hmm. said that it was like a lab issue. Yeah, the right. false positives or what's yes. the false negatives, that something was like that. How convenient. Yeah. So I feel like that is, you can call it the ancestors, you can say God, you can say nature, uh -huh. getting his way right now because they're about to lose a lot of money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, But Cap, at the end of the day, I wouldn't even want to play for the league. No, mm -hmm. not at all. It's pointless because right now I'm bigger than football. Yes. I'm bigger than football. Yes. I don't want to give first take, undisputed, something to talk about. If I throw one incomplete pass yeah. right. or, if, or if I throw one pick or one mistake, they're going to blow it up and say, see, I told you he was watched. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. It's pointless. And two, it's part of, his sacrifice. Yeah. So he'll be fine. As we know, Cap, he's still making his money. So right. shout sure out to him. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> he fine. got that check. Right. right. <laughs> and then two, I love this because it shows that some things are bigger than football. Some uh -huh. things are bigger than basketball. Uh -huh. So is it really that important to go back on another owner's roster who probably blackballed you? Yeah. And he doesn't even want you there. He just wants you for ticket sales. Uh -huh. And it's like, do I yeah. want to fall for that again? Nah, I'm good. So he'll be good. He'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. yeah, I know when you talked about when we talked about early, like, you know, we like to be in the light, but we don't ever think about, you know, what about being that owner? What? And I feel yeah. like Cap, he was like, OK, I don't really need this football thing. Mm. Let me he just signed a deal with uh, Nike. Yeah. That's yeah. All, yeah. Like Nike. I'm Disney. straight. Yeah, you don't need that. And yeah. would he have signed that if he was still playing football? Mm. Maybe not. Yeah. You know, true. so he'll be good. And then two, another thing is Cap was never bad when people say, oh, he fell off that last year. He had 16 touchdowns yeah. and four picks and, and he had a 90 QBR. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins had something lower than that. He got paid. Mm -hmm. So I True. don't want to hear it. <laughs> True. I don't want to hear True. none of that. True. It just True. it shows you how they can change narratives overnight. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And make you to be something who you aren't. Yeah. And again, it's people not wanting to look at themselves in the mirror. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you keep listening to that to that lie that that sounds so good. Mm -hmm. So it's like if if I can say that he's trash, then I can justify me not signing him. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. It was crazy. Feels like since twenty sixteen too. With Cam, that's my guy. Like the same yeah, so again, when we see this with black quarterbacks, mm -hmm. really, because Kirk Cousins, he still gets a shot every year, and he's terrible. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can just keep going down the list, yeah. like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. Like, all these guys all are these terrible. Guys, yeah. uh, what's my guy's last name is Moore. Matt Moore is still in the league. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah, Matt Moore, yeah. I know how? <laughs> but y'all said that Cam can't be in the league? Like, do you know how crazy that sounds to say he's Cam is young. a second or third string quarterback? Yeah, it, that don't make sense. But it's only with us. And they use our athletic abilities against us. Oh, yeah. he runs too much. Mm -hmm. But then if Josh Allen starts running, or Aaron Rodgers, oh, he's so athletic. Oh, he runs now? He can do it all. <sighs> it's crazy. Sports is crazy sometimes, man. I tell oh, you. For real. Hypocrisy at its finest. <laughs> oh, so I know recently, you know, you've seen all the uh, high school athletes there trying to get into HBCUs now, I not going it. to those other colleges. How important is that for our culture? Mm -hmm. Great question. Y'all ask great questions, by the way. <laughs> HBCUs are so needed, man, because yeah. I grew up around them. Like, my brother, he went to FAMU. I used okay. to love going to FAM mm -hmm. to, like, drop off his stuff. Like, yeah. I used to love just go over yeah. there. <laughs> like, you see all the people walking right. around. You see the sororities, mm -hmm. the frats, the football players, uh, Morehouse Homecoming, of course, and yeah. Spelman. So being exposed to that growing up and people who went there and seeing them become, you know, successful people, I always thought about, well, hey, if we look at the history, right, most of our five-star athletes back in the 70s and in, in the 60s and some in the 80s were going to these HBCUs. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm -hmm. This is a true story. Bear Bryant and Alabama start losing to teams that start getting black players. Uh -huh. And they said he was an avid racist. So most black Alabama fans uh -huh. know your history about Alabama <laughs> and Ole Miss, too, and Georgia. But he was losing and... He, they pretty much said we need to go sign some N words. Yeah. And they went and did that. And then Alabama became Alabama uh -huh. again. Yeah. That shows you our power that they took us from HBCUs to these major D1 schools. And it shows you that if we go back to those HBCUs, uh -huh. think about how much money that would generate for those Oof. schools. 
Morehouse. Yeah. By the way, whoever's running the money at Morehouse needs to needs to go. Gotta but go. <laughs> but the, the fact that Morehouse has to constantly ask for money mm-hmm. and their endowment, I think, is forty seven k a year. Yes. Or Spelman has to ask for money. Or schools like Clark. Like I love Clark. Uh, yeah. One of my mentors. He actually stays here on a Snap Finger Roll. So shout out to y'all. Yeah. But Street. He was uh, my professor at State. And now he's over the media department at Clark. Uh-huh. We used to go to Clark like every other weekend, check it out, media department. Their conditions that they had to deal with was so bad compared to a school like Georgia State. But they had music journalism, unlike Georgia State. They had hip-hop journalism. Okay, so HBCUs have the programs. It's just the funding, the funding. isn't there. Yeah. And our talent pool, even in, in, in journalism and media, needs to be going to uh-huh. HBCUs because then you can bring attention to those schools. You can bring resources. But our problem is sometimes we feel like if we're around white people, then we made it. Yeah. And we have to throw that out the window and realize that we can flip those economics overnight. Like imagine if, Nia, you went to an HBCU. So mm-hmm. imagine yeah. if five-star athletes who were going to schools like UConn or Tennessee mm-hmm. were going to Alabama State. Mm-hmm. That's big. Mm-hmm. It would change. Mm-hmm. So it takes people like Mikey, uh, Mikey Williams, yeah. Yeah. you know, true, saying that. Yeah. As y'all saw, he's getting all that flack now. So yeah. it takes people standing up and saying, yo, instead of me going to uh, UGA, I want to go to Morehouse. Or yeah. instead of me going to Alabama, I, I want to go to Howard or right. Alabama State. It takes that one person one who person. has to make a sacrifice, mm-hmm. but it can all change overnight. Yeah. It can. Yeah. Hey, we can turn this thing around. Facts, facts. Um, how can the African-American community <clears throat> move forward and progress to make our own communities better and create, build, mm. fix, mm-hmm. so that we don't have to deal with what we've dealt with for over the past 400 plus years of mistreatment. It's been a long time. <laughs> I feel like we got to stop listening to the news. Watch the news. I'm not saying don't watch the news. Yeah. Everybody that's tuning in. But take from it what you can get. Right. Mm-hmm. And know, because if we watch the news, I'll be like, Nia, all black women just twerking out here. So right. I'll be like, Malik, all right. black dudes just out here scamming yeah, right. or, or, or flipping dope. Yeah. Right. And all we do is kill each other. Uh-huh. Some of that is true, but most of it isn't. Yeah. Like, even right now, think about what y'all are currently doing with this platform. Mm-hmm. Like, most people don't talk about there's so many black people getting into podcasts and entrepreneurship, yeah. building companies. So if we just look around us uh-huh. and we start understanding our value, and two, we don't know our history. That's where Oof. we keep messing up. Like, yeah. Georgia State used to make me so mad because um, at the Honors College, I was in the Honors College all throughout Georgia State. I worked there. Uh-huh. I did their media there. And I will always be the only black person. My mentor there, uh, Dr. Jacob English, my guy, shout out to you, he actually had me um, work for him. And mind you, this is when I first transferred. And again, this is about us getting in those spaces and not yeah. doing it for us. He saw me. He was like, we need somebody to you know, run our media. He created a position for me and got me in there. So when I started getting in there, we used to talk about history all the time. Uh-huh. And we used to talk about how at Georgia State, have you guys ever heard of um, Alonzo Herndon before? Mm-hmm. One of the first, I think he's one of the first millionaires in America. Uh-huh. So when you look at Auburn Avenue, that was like his stomping grounds. Okay. Atlanta Life Insurance Company made uh-huh. millions. Black man. Nobody talks about that. The uh-huh. Georgia State Honors College building was his office building. Uh-huh. And there's nothing talking about that except for a little plaque on a step that you walk over. And wow. it's off in the corner. Yeah. This man is one of the first millionaires ever. And he was a black man and is right here on Georgia State's campus, which graduates the most black people in America. And it's across the street from the Auburn Research Library for Mm African-Americans. And nobody talks about this. And nobody talks about how he built a company from the ground up. Mm -hmm. And this was like in the early 1900s. He owned barbershops, everything. So where um, Adderhold is, he had barbershops lined up over there. All black owned. Nobody talks about this. So 1906, uh, we had um, a race riot right where like Adderhold was. Mm It happened because they were jealous about how much money all the black people were making. What? Nobody tells you that. John Wesley Dobbs, another one. Mm-hmm, we see yep, like the mm-hmm, road names. Mm-hmm. Moneymaker. Yep. We have so many. Auburn Avenue, they said, was arguably more lucrative than Harlem at the time. Nobody talks about Not that. Not to mention that's where Dr. King grew up, too. And his family had money. <laughs> Nobody know? talks right. about that. <laughs> and John Wesley Dobbs was the grandfather of Maynard Jackson, who was the first mayor. How do you think Maynard grew up in such an affluent community uh, yeah. because of what his grandfather did? And we're talking about late 1800s, early 1900s. So Tulsa, Black Wall Street, we have yeah. these examples. It's just we don't know our history, so we think that we yeah, don't yeah. come from anything. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like we tap into our history. Again, if we just have conversations just like this, everybody's smart. So yeah. We'll be good. Yeah. We'll and, be good. And I think me and Nia, we talk about this a, a lot. Like when you're in elementary school, middle school, like these history books, they're not really telling you. They're not telling you the truth. Not they're doing all. what they're supposed to do. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because 
Malik, Nia, think about this. If I told y'all that there was multiple black millionaires in the early 1900s, and if we had this in history books, and mm -hmm. I told you about Madam C.J. Walker, mm -hmm. like all these amazing people, you'd be like, so if they started business with no social media, mm -hmm. think about that. Madam yeah. C.J. Walker was doing door-to-door -door sales right. and had saleswomen. Right. No social media. She's keeping up with the mm -hmm. money, the sales, right. all that stuff. And we have social media now. But we don't know like who came before us. All we know is Martin Luther King, Abraham Lincoln, he freed us. Bam. Right. And we're here. Freedom. 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 Right. Yeah. So if, mm -hmm. if we just learn our history, if we just, again, I'm telling y'all, and, and it's not to be, you know, uh, redundant, but it simply just takes conversations mm -hmm. and going on social media. Just follow young entrepreneurs. Right. Watch podcasts. Have these conversations. I mean, right now, y'all even being in the studio, my man who's filming, he's an entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. And that's why when I was saying, yo, like, what equipment are you guys using? Right. I was yeah. like, talk to him. Conversation. Yeah. yeah. So it just takes being humble and talk to your grandparents. Like, nobody thinks about that. Our yeah. grandparents' grandparents' parents were slaves. Mm -hmm. You can learn so much from them. Yeah. So just ask. Oof. Just ask mm. questions. Mm -mm. To, oh, and just to throw this out here, yeah. there's only 15 black billionaires right now. As 15. 15. How many white do you know? I don't even know. Probably, Probably blow, blow them out. Yeah. 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 But that's another thing. I feel like our black billionaires, some do a lot, but most don't do enough. Not yeah. enough. Because imagine if, all right, so that's $15 billion. Uh -huh. Imagine if y'all leverage that towards the community. And mm, I'm not talking about true. donations. Donations. Yeah, 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 donations. Yeah, yeah. Donations. Donations. In the words of Dr. Umar. Donations. donations. <laughs> you only gave me $10. But <laughs> it's, it's not that. And that's another thing. Like, it doesn't. Like, philanthropy isn't needed anymore. Uh -huh. We have so many black organizations. Right. We have so many boys and girls clubs uh -huh. but you do yeah. it because it's easy because yeah. I remember uh, Carnegie or one of them he once said that he was going to build parks and music halls because people would think about that when they think of his name instead of thinking about like his poor working yeah. uh, conditions for employees uh -huh. rich people do that on purpose because then with Oprah we can say well she gives Morehouse money and right my thing is if Nip and, and I'm going to say this Till the day I die. If Nip was able to do all that he did with like Vector 90, Marathon Store, as uh -huh. you saw when he was murdered that day, he was putting one of his boys on who had a felony. Mm -hmm. He was putting him on, bro. Yep. He was going to get him a good job yeah. at his store. Again, creating jobs. If Nip did all that, Nip was probably worth like a few million, uh -huh. then Oprah needs to do 10 times more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Robert Smith, like great job with the student loans things. Right. Uh -huh. But it doesn't stop right there. Right. Yeah. Keep it coming and create actual programs feed into creating black media platforms yeah. like nobody thinks about black media that creates Ooh, so uh -huh. many yeah. jobs so many like Nia, with your a production company on air talent uh editors uh -huh. cameramen camera women lighting crew uh -huh. like bro, all that that's yeah, five that's, jobs that's right there yeah. photographer True. Yeah. yeah but we don't i think that sometimes we like being the only one in the room yeah, yeah. and if if i tell nia how i edit stuff or if i tell malik how i do stuff or I don't want to tell him because then he's going to be better than me. Or, yeah. right. I don't care, yeah. man. Right. Like, y'all mm -hmm. can ask me anything. As you see, I'm asking y'all stuff because I right. want to learn. Mm -hmm. Any person who ever has DM me, I make sure I respond to every email, text message. Because we got to help each other. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. those billionaires, no disrespect. And I'll say this to Oprah's face. Like, you can do way more. Way yeah. more. Like, bro, your show was filmed in Chicago. Why is Chicago number one in Congress? Right. Mm -hmm. You can change that overnight. Mm -hmm. So, that's Just how I like feel. like that. It's real. Yep. So I know you didn't already dropped a couple names, uh, books and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But do you have any more like any suggestions, content suggestions for people to learn about starting their own business? Yeah, really. I'll say this: I'm not. When I tore my um, Achilles like back in December, I was bored, so I had to read because yeah. I was bored. Like you get yeah. tired of watching Netflix, so I was reading. But I would say you learn more from watching videos. Because I feel like with reading, like, you have to tell yourself, okay, a few more pages today, just That's 20 it. more. Or, or you start dozing off or, or, or somebody texts you and then you get lost in your phone. Yeah. And it's not our faults because reading is boring. Like, most people try to say, if you want to be a millionaire, you have to read this many books. No, because you have to apply that information. Yeah. It's just like being in school. I can read something all day. When the test comes, brain goes blank. Right. So... I would say, man, just watch videos, yeah. watch podcasts like Earn Your Leisure. Um, Google Dr. Boyce Watkins. I love him, man, where he breaks down finances all the time in a very simple manner. Because in books, they'll start speaking certain things that we don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah. So uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins, um, check him out for real. Uh, Dr. Claude Anderson again. Um, Earn Your Leisure. I love that podcast. So just tune in to podcasts, watch videos, and find dope people on Instagram. Like people overthink this. Yeah. 
find some people on Instagram. Like it's a guy who I follow, um, him 500 is HM 500. And he talks about credit every day or, uh, David Shands, uh, sleep is for suckers where he talks about selling t-shirts. Like you can learn whatever you want to learn and it's all on social media, but I feel like we, we want to look cool and say, Oh, I read this book. I don't like to read. Like after I was done reading uh, Mindset of Success, I was done reading because I almost fell asleep. Like it was a great book. But it was like 300 pages. Yeah. And towards page 150, I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, this is it. Right. I like I get it. I get it. <laughs> but then it keeps going and going and going. So we got to stop trying to look cool. We got to stop trying to think, oh, if I post this on Instagram, people, they'll think I'm smart. Yeah. Just scroll on Instagram, find somebody who you like, go on YouTube, and you can learn so much more from hearing somebody talk than just reading it. So, yeah. No, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Let's do it. All right, guys. We are back with Crunch Time with Caleb and Caleb. We we just been we've been to hit you with some hard hitting questions. All right, that's that's all I'm gonna say. Let's do it. I'm gonna hit you with it first. So, you know Netflix. They they've been dropping these these uh black shows lately. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna ask you. I'm, I got three. I got three for you. Which okay. one? Which one you taking? You taking Moesha? Sister, sister. Mm, that's some classics. Or the Parkers. Mm. All right. That's <laughs> tough. Because really, the Parkers is cool and all, but that's something that you watch when it's like late at night. So mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> look at, look at. The Parkers is Don't hilarious. Don't get me wrong. I love them. But yeah. it's just like Moesha. I, sister, Moesha. sister. I feel yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but real. But growing up and. It's crazy because we starting to get old. For I remember real. ABC Family before Free Bro, right. yes. Why did Growing they do up, that? They used to no, play Sister they Sister. Fumbled the bag. Bro, big time. They used to play Family Matters and Sister Sister. The they used time. to play it in the morning, yep. in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and bro, in the summertime? Yeah. Yep. Marathon every day. Every boom, day. Boom. Every day. I love Moesha to death. Yeah. Respect to Brandy, but Sister Sister, bro. Because they got Sis- so many yeah. episodes. Yeah. yeah. And you Marcus seen their Houston. growth. Right. From exactly. when they were like yeah. young, young to mm-hmm. them in college. In college. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. Like, yeah. bro, the script writing was amazing. Great. It was great. Sister Sister, bro. Okay. Number one. I like that. I like that. All right, Caleb. So I saw this on Instagram the other day. Mm-hmm. Which R&B star would you want to sing at your wedding? Usher, John Legend, Neo, Miguel, or Frank Ocean? All right. All of them legends in their own rights. Neo? Nah. I, I love Neo. Songwriter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Better nah, as a songwriter. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Legend, he'll be doing too much like too yodeling. Much. Yeah. All that. <laughs> Usher has been my guy ever since I was a kid. Yeah. Man. Like growing up. True. And you want to get like that a girl's attention. Guy. <laughs> Played at Usher in like elementary school, middle school. Usher by far, man. I'm Atlanta Zone too. Gotta do Gotta it. go with Usher. I like that. Good to. choice. Good choice. I like that. Good choice. He has way more classics too. <sighs> People be sleep on Usher. I'm like, bro, you can sing Usher, man. I don't know why. Don't <laughs> you can just sing whatever, bro. You got it. Surprise me, bro. That's All hilarious. right. <sighs> Let me think. Matter of fact, I'm gonna just put you on the spot. Let's run. So we talked about this earlier. Yeah. Please tell the people why you have the Mavs and Six. Why are you making it sound like I'm crazy, bro? <laughs> the series is tied. Y'all think about this, right? And I was laughing. Nia Slick panicked when LA lost to Portland. I did. I saw it in your store, dark room. <laughs> she's like, she, hey, she's I panicked. So- if they talking. don't change, if they don't change, <laughs> right? I'm like, all right, bet. We're gonna see the same energy game too. Bro, everybody knows I'm like a huge Brian fan. Yeah. They lost phone blowing up. And yeah. I was telling people, right, you got to understand, and it's the same way with the Mavs, guys who got the sauce, like you saw it um, on the last dance, Jordan let Reggie get some games. True. And what he say <laughs> with a cigar in his mouth with the bat? Right. He can still talk <laughs> when the score is 0-0. Zero, zero. Or if it's tied in the fourth, Boy, I respect crazy. you. crazy, right. he said you could talk big after one game being right. up by eight. Yeah. And that's my thing with uh, the Clippers. You got to, and y'all know this from, from playing sports, you got to respect the game. Mm-hmm. The Clippers, yes, they have more talent, but if I did a podcast and only film once a, once every three months, but y'all film once a week or even bi-weekly, right. your content is going to be way mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. because from each experience, you learn what to fix, what you like the most, yeah. how to refine it, how to clean it up. Right. It's the same thing with basketball. Yeah. Basketball is such a beautiful sport that it's all about timing. Like yeah. if, if I'm making a cut – You'll know that I'm about to make that cut because mm-hmm. we play like at least 65 games yeah. together. Yeah. But if we only play 14, and Paul George only gets me nine points, right? 
I got I got Luca, bro, because like nobody's stopping him right yeah. now. Like, yeah. isn't he getting like thirty plus? He getting thirty plus. <laughs> Every and, and mind game. y'all, this is supposed to be a very defensive. Right. Team. They're not looking they that don't way. Look and at all. again, if they did this without Chris Stapps, like I feel like they haven't even played together this whole series. Yeah, Chris Stapps ejected game one, game two. They go in buckets. Mm-hmm. Game three, no KP again. Yeah, true. Win. So, Man. if they had KP, that's another 20 points on the scoreboard. Right. So, I'm telling y'all, Mavs and six. Mavs and okay. six. Because Paul George, playoff P, he's right. That is playoff P. Or uh-huh. somebody said uh, playoff Pee-wee. That's who he is, bro. <laughs> Pandemic, <laughs> P. Pandemic, Pandemic P. P. Pandemic P. Pandemic P. Pandemic <laughs> P. Oh, point, Bro, let Bron score nine points, but Bron's 10 points was different. Because yeah, right. Bron scoring 10 points is just different. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's super hard to it explain. Mean, it mean more. It's yeah. just mean different. Like yeah. He yeah. impacts the game. Paul George is a pure scorer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if playoff peewee or pandemic pee, if, <laughs> if you only give me single digit points, You're not doing bro, that's that. not even an even number. Yeah. So that means that some of those came from the free throw Right, line, exactly, yeah. So it was like two right. for like 12 or something. Like bro, two, so y'all four. trying to tell me, man, that y'all trust them. I don't. I just I feel don't. like they going to get it together. We've been saying that every time. You're right. We said it, yeah. But, but yeah. Malik, here's why. It will be different if they played the majority of the season together. True. Toronto was different because they played together. Yeah, yeah. With the Clippers, PG taking games off, yeah. Kawhi mm-hmm. taking games yeah. off, Lou Will taking games off. Short season Everybody's like this. on load management. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, True. you got to respect the game. True. Mavs in yeah. six, True. man. Okay. When like it happens, this, like y'all this. need to play this, bro. Mavs in six. <laughs> oh, I'm playing. I'm no, we're going to cut it up. Nostradamus for real. Mavs in six. I'm telling you, man. Right now. Luca getting buckets. All right, now. That's a bad white boy. (laughs) For real. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. What is your, um, what's your hot take on who is going to be the NBA Finals champ this year? Man, it's no hot take. We already know what the vibes are. All right. Bronny Bron. Okay. Bro, once Bron gets his fourth chip, it'll be with three different teams. Goat discussion's over with. Yeah. It is. True. Because... I've always said this because as a kid before I loved Bron, Kobe was my first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that was like my first love of like a pro athlete. Right. And I felt like Kobe surpassed Mike. Uh-huh. Because right. if we look at it, Kobe had his first chip at 22. I mean, right. yeah. Mike didn't get his first at what, 27? Mm-hmm. And Kobe was coming out the West. True. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah, talks tough. about that. He right. went to four straight finals and almost four. Bro, do you know how crazy that sounds to say almost four peated That's by 25? Tough. Right. That's crazy. And I went five for seven in the finals and I had to play way better competition. Yeah. No knock on Mike. But think about Kobe. He had to get through San Antonio, uh-huh. through Phoenix, yeah. through Portland when they had Scottie Pippen, yeah. Stoudemire, yeah. Uh, Grant. Like, bro, they just had squads. And then the finals, bro, like you saw the Pistons. Like, Kobe went through so much. And I felt like Bron went through so much yeah. that we can't really count rings. Like, of course, it takes a certain amount of yeah. rings. Right. But we got to look at their their level of competition, uh-huh. yeah. what Kobe was doing. Like, people forget in 2010, Kobe had been in the league since 96 yeah. and went back to back. Bron, same thing. So, if Bron gets this, bro, I don't want to hear nothing. That's it. <laughs> All right, that's Caleb's take. That's it. That's man. Caleb's take. Four chips. To it. Four <laughs> chips. And he going back to back. Oh shoot! Are okay. oh, you like doing that? No, nah, for okay. real. I promise you, Bron. Bron might even finish with six because I feel like if they go back to back, he's gonna make that push. He got what he got. Two. So year seventeen is this year. Year eighteen, he's still gonna be the same because it's yeah, pretty much year eighteen exactly. now. Yeah. yeah. And then year nineteen. I can mm. give it to him. But year Man. 19, I really feel like he's going to be a real point guard. He'll probably average yeah. at least like 12 to 6 This is going to be AD team. If AD, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure AD will resign. But They'll be good. Yeah, they'll yeah. be straight. Yeah. yeah, And everybody want to come to L.A. You feel me? That's why he went to L.A. Yeah, man. Tell him. Okay. Don't sleep. All don't right. Sleep. Well, don't panic either, Nia. Don't panic. If they lose one game, <laughs> don't panic. be in the dark room. No, 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 no. If they don't change, Here's the thing. it's over. Here's the thing. I wasn't even panicking. It's the hey, fact that like – it's the fact that it wasn't looking pretty. It wasn't because it I'm like, that was Yo, scary, what though. is going on with the Lakers? Up like, by what six or eight with a few minutes man. to go? It's and dangerous. Dane was snipe, dancing snipe. on them. And that's literally. what I'm saying. Like his baby. Yeah. My song came on, so I had to, you know, I had to represent Oakland. That's the worst thing he could have done. And see, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like, that's why I said, you know what? Let me get on here right now. Right. Because I'm like, y'all can't play around because Dame is on a different level right now. You don't want to mess with Dame. Man went off with a dislocated finger. Right, you know exactly, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He's upset. He's coming for yeah. blood. Ooh, and I'm man. like, y'all could play around with any other team. Except if for it that was boy. A sixer, you could do it with, with Memphis you, if, if they got in. You know, Phoenix, right. but you're not playing with the Blazers. That's the best A seed ever, bro. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, they're not far. supposed to be an A seed. Mm-hmm. That's the they probably best a five seed. or a four. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. OKC is an A seed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
they, it should like, be three. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. They, I don't think they should have got that game last. But couple, Nia, you yeah. were right though. Yeah, like, you can't play around. I was like scared. That. Yeah, but I trust Bron. It's just it's scary when you see an AC pop yeah. off in yes, game one. Exactly. I knew Bron wasn't gonna go down too well anyway. I knew they was Paul no. Pierce mad right now, man. Yeah, oh yeah, talk Paul Pierce was hater. Here. No more goat talk. He, he is a hater. Series. Oh, all right, he bet. is a hater. Bet. Please shut up. Right before we walk you back. <laughs> before we walk you back <laughs> to the bathroom. And Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> Dude doing on himself, man. Get Literally, him get him out of here. Bro. Get him out of here. But that's crunch time, y'all. We about to wrap up this episode. Stay tuned. All right, y'all, we are going to wrap it up today. Kicking it with Caleb. Caleb, man, motivational, inspirational, all this. Yo. I appreciate y'all. I, I, I knew it was I coming. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. I love it. Man. I love this show, yeah. man. Thank y'all. It was fun. Yeah. Caleb, where can everyone follow you on Instagram? Yeah. Where they can uh, follow through Millie? Mm-hmm. Um, how all we can that. watch you? Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Um, if you guys can, follow uh, my personal page at Mind of Solomon. So that's M-I-N-D-O-F Solomon. Uh, 3 Millie at 3 Millie Pod. 3 M-I-2-L-I Pod. Um, YouTube, uh, 3 Millie uh, Productions. Check us out. Subscribe. Y'all can tune in on Instagram. Uh, we're trying to start filming again, but you know how COVID being right. trying to get people to come in. Right. So, yeah. So, um, in the meantime, just check us out. I'm on Instagram, uh, Millennial Masterclass Series, Instagram Live. You can tune in anytime. It will be posted on YouTube. So, yeah, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. Yep. Thank you. Bro. Thank, Caleb, thank, thank y'all. you for coming through. Thank, thank y'all. you for dropping I appreciate y'all gym. Yeah, yes. yeah, and Doc, you know we'll, we're definitely have a part two. For yeah, sure. hey, I, anytime, you gotta come back. Bro, <laughs> anytime, I'm telling y'all, I'm only a phone call or a text. Away. That's right. Anytime, that's for real. Right. I appreciate y'all. That's right. Respect. Thanks yeah. for coming through. It's going up. Thank y'all. But hey, that's episode 15, y'all. Y'all already know the drill. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at in the clutch pod. That is I N clutch pod. <laughs> I am Nia Simone. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nia on air. And I am Malik Brown. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Malik ATL. Y'all, episode 15. Caleb. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. We out, y'all. Thanks y'all. for tuning in. <laughs>